0: Hello, everyone. Bonsoir, tout le monde. Welcome to Hope & Joy Bedtime Bible Meditations for Children. You are listening to our Lenten series, where we think about what is Lent and how we can make room for God in our lives during this holy time and prepare for the big news of Easter. This week, we have a very special episode with a guest from Chicago in the United States, with whom I had a conversation about practicing Lent and our faith as a family. It's pretty different from our usual podcast. It's a bit longer and it's an interview, but we thought it would be a nice way for parents and children to think about Lent together. So maybe you can listen with your family. Let's jump right in and hear who our special guest is, and what she has to say. I started by asking if she would introduce herself. Sure. My name is Tracy
1: Smith. I am a pastor and a writer and author and a mom of three children. My children are nine, eight, and four, and I love to write about faith practices at home.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. So when we were thinking about our Lenten series, uh, like I said, one of the questions that we got the most often from children was, what is Lent? Why do we do Lent?
1: Well, I think that's a really great question. Lent is such a strange word. When do we hear the word Lent in our normal day? We don't hear it very often. We maybe hear Easter a lot more often. So Lent is the days before Easter and you can count it in different ways. Some people say Lent is 40 days, which I think is confusing because that doesn't count the Sundays. So it's 40 days plus six Sundays, which is 46 days. And then if you include Easter, it's 47 days. So depending on how how you count it, it's the time before Easter, usually starting on Ash Wednesday. And from a spiritual perspective, from our the perspective of our relationship with God, it's usually a time to add something special into our spiritual practice. And the three pillars of Lent, the three kind of traditional ways that we look at Lent is to add a special prayer time or a special almsgiving, which is kind of a fancy way to say acts of service. And then the third pillar of Lent is fasting, which I also think we could talk a little bit about how to understand that as families, because that's also a little strange. But that's kind of a
0: basic um, overview of what Lent is. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Also, what you said about giving something up and fasting. I know I grew up in a church where we had to give up a lot of things for Lent and do a lot of fasting. And it sort of felt like Uh, we'd been bad or we were being punished or something. What are your thoughts on that? Something that's really important to me that we
1: don't think about fasting in that way. So right now I'm actually writing a book about Lenten Easter. And so it's not all done, but one of the things I'm thinking about for that chapter is to think about it in terms, instead of in terms of what we give up, in terms of what we can add to our life. So in my family, one of the things that We, for everybody, for the grownups and the kids that we're trying to maybe let go of a little bit is all of our screen time. I spend a lot of time looking at my phone and our kids love their iPads. And so we don't want to think about it as giving those things up because we're bad or because we're punished. We want to think about it in terms of, well, what could we add to our life that maybe would give us a new Perspective on our faith. So, in my family, we've been trying to add hours of outside time. So, we're tracking our outside time. And that when we're outside, we don't have our screens. And so, it's a way to think about fasting in a way that's a little bit more joyful and a way that's a little bit more in terms of adding instead of giving up. So, I think it's really important as families that we don't necessarily think about fasting in terms of giving something up because that can sometimes lead to behaviors or maybe thoughts or feelings about God that I'm not really thinking are healthy for us. That's not to say that we can't let go of things or give them up, but maybe thinking about that adding that I know you said you talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago in your podcast, yeah. that's my philosophy as well. Yeah, And they can be such, screens can be such a trap and they can be so fun, which is why I think we don't want to turn it into something necessarily totally taboo, but to maybe think about how can we put it aside or turn it off or
0: put it in the drawer, do something different. Yeah, for sure. And especially in the current context, screens are sometimes what allow us to connect. That's yes. what, like right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's not, it's not black or white, but yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Um so yeah that leads into my next question which is what does your family do for lent? Do you give something up? Do you do any special activities or special prayers?
1: Yeah, our family like I said this year we're we're focusing on being outside. That's our big lenten focus. So lent is a great time to think about the process of change. So in our church we're actually tumbling rocks during lent because that takes a long time. The rocks become shiny and smooth over a number of weeks. And then we're also trying to grow some little seeds. That's another way to think about the transformation during Lent.
0: So when you do these different things in Lent, do you feel like it changes something in your family or in your relationships to each other and or to God? Yeah, I think about that
1: for all spiritual practices. Like I was saying at the beginning, I like to write about spiritual practices at home in general. And I think anytime we're doing something as a family, practicing our faith at home in a simple way, it also brings us together as a family. So we, every Saturday, we have our Saturday breakfast. And during that Saturday breakfast, we've recently been writing down the things we're thankful for on Saturday mornings, just on a big, long piece of paper that keeps growing longer and longer and it's a great way to connect us to God but it's also a great way to check in with one another and hear what is on each other's minds and hearts as we talk about gratitude.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um so tell us a little bit about your book that you're writing about lent and families. What would be one thing that you learned from writing it that you would like to share? Sure. So
1: my First, an original book was called Faithful Families Creating Sacred Moments at Home, and that was a book of sacred moments at home that you can create throughout all of the seasons of the year. And then I wrote a follow-up book that was prayers for faithful families. And then I wrote a follow-up book to that called Faithful Families for Advent and Christmas. And so now it's Faithful Families for Lent and Easter. And the one thing that's really important to me about the Lent and Easter book is that, you know, in at Easter time, we talk a lot about Jesus's death. And talking about Jesus dying can feel really heavy and serious. And I think sometimes we don't do do not talk about uh, that in healthy ways. Sometimes there's too many details that can be too scary or heavy. And then sometimes if we don't talk about death at all, we try to ignore it. Then we're not prepared when somebody in our life dies or we have to talk about death. That's really what I'm learning right now as I'm writing it is how to... Uh, approach this topic, this very serious topic that doesn't come up as much in other times of our Christian year as it does in Lent and Easter.
0: So um, we talked about how uh, we like to do a little meditative moment in our podcast Mm -hmm. Would you like to propose a meditative moment for us? Sure, I would.
1: And you have to kind of imagine, because I know this is just audio only, but I think we can do it in a way that you'll be able to follow along. So this is called the Butterfly Prayer, and the butterfly is a symbol of resurrection. We haven't gotten to Easter yet, but it's okay. I think we can do this one a little bit before Easter, and then certainly at Easter time You just interlock your fingers to make a butterfly. So you put one hand over the other and then kind of twist your thumbs together and that your thumbs are like the butterfly's antenna and then your fingers become the wings. Once you have your butterfly, your interlocking thumbs to make your butterfly, you put your butterfly touching your shoulders, or if you can touch the bone under there, your collarbone, and then you take the wings of your butterfly and you just tap, tap, alternating the wings left and right. And if you're going to sleep, you could close your eyes and then you could let each wing tap, tap tap. And if you want to, you can think about how much God loves you and how much your family loves you. And you just tap, tap, tap as you breathe in and out. And that's the butterfly prayer.
0: That's beautiful. I really love that. Thank you so much. Sure. In, in either order, I wanted to ask you if you would say a little prayer for us, um, if yes, there's sure. a Lenten prayer you like, and then also if you can Tell everybody on the podcast where they can find you. Yeah,
1: I know that this podcast is maybe one that we listen to at night. So if if you're done with your butterfly prayer, you can maybe try this one. And like I was saying, you know, Lent is a time to practice prayer. One of the pillars of Lent is prayer. So you could just find one simple prayer and commit to, to praying it every day. And this is one that I like a lot. It goes like this. The day is done, it's time to sleep. I take a deep breath. I breathe in joy and peace. I breathe out worry and fear. In and out I breathe. I sleep in joy and peace. My website is tracysmith.com. So that's Tracy with an i and then between my first and last name is a dash, so tracy-smith com traci com and there you can find links to my books. You can find a way to contact me if you want to send an email or ask a question. You can sign up for an email list that goes out every Tuesday that gives links to books and other interesting faith at home resources. I'd love to connect with anybody uh, on your podcast, and I'm so excited about the podcast and the way that it's reaching out to families during
0: this time. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being with us today. This was a wonderful conversation. (laughs) Great. Oh, thank you so much. This is super fun and what a a fun project that you have. I love it. Thank you again to Tracy Smith. It was so wonderful talking to you. You can find more information about Tracy Smith and links to her website in the episode notes. We are delighted she was able to join us and answer some of our important questions about this special time. Now it's time to say goodnight, and the Saba family is going to lead us in our Lenten prayer.
2: Dear Dear God, God, I
0: know know you love love me so so much. much. I I know you are present in my my life. life even in in ways that I can't see. Help Help me to know know your presence
2: in the family I have at home, in the the beautiful world around
0: me, in the the friendships that that give me joy. joy. Help Help me me to be be a little kinder to others than I might usually be, be. a A
2: little more more ready to help
0: than I might might usually be. A little, A little more willing to, to forgive than I might usually be. Be,
2: be, be with, with me through,
0: through this night and everyone I love. I love. Amen. Amen. Good night, everyone. This episode was produced by Hope Newhouse and Joyce Cheney, featuring special guest Tracy Smith. Thanks to the Right Reverend Mark Eddington, Bishop of the Episcopal Churches in Europe, for writing our Lenten prayer, and to the Saba family for reading it this week. Music by the Choirs of the American Cathedral in Paris. Thank you for listening.